You're listening to Anime Magic Cast, a podcast produced by the creative minds behind the Anime Magic Convention. We've produced this podcast to give you a peek into our world, so let's make some magic together. Welcome to our third episode of Anime Magic Cast, everybody. Anime Magic Cast will be a series where we discuss some of the planning processes behind the scenes of Anime Magic, what it takes to put on an event of this magnitude, introduce our special guests, and of course, an opportunity for you, the listener, to get to know our board of directors better. So as some of you may know from previous episodes, my name is Richard Nash, and I am the president of Anime Magic. I'm Sarah Hahn. I am vice president. I'm Jonathan Santiago. I'm the director of technology. And I am Whitney Newton, the director of logistics. And today we are introducing on our podcast, joining us, somebody that is a new manager of multimedia, Carl Bergstrom. Carl, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everybody. I was uh, at Anime Magic the inaugural year and helped out with everybody uh, doing the photography room, so the studio as well as the theme photography areas. And before that, I was a photographer for Walt Disney World. Thanks, Carl. We're super excited to have Carl as part of our team here at Anime Magic. And Carl, you were actually here tonight doing some multimedia work for us, weren't you? Yes, I was. We actually just finished filming an introduction for our special guest tonight. Yes, exactly. And that leads us to our first segment. This episode, we're going to start things off a little differently. We're excited to announce our first cosplay guest, Marm G, also known as Nia American. Welcome. Marm, how about you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself? Sure. First of all, um, thank you for having me. I am a cosplayer. I've been cosplaying since 2017, and I'm mostly on TikTok and Instagram. Cool. Um, so how did, how did you get into cosplay initially? Um, I have always been into like cartoons and anime and manga, but I didn't think about cosplaying until 2017. I went to my first convention. It was C2E2 downtown Chicago, and I ran into a cosplayer there. They were cosplaying Gon from Hunter x Hunter, which is my favorite anime of all time. And I looked at them and I took a photo with them and I wanted that to be me <laughs> so bad. I was like, wow. I can do that. <laughs> and so <laughs> a few months after, I actually cosplayed Hunter x Hunter at ASEN, and it just never stopped. That's awesome. So how long have you been cosplaying? So I've been cosplaying, I guess, three years now. Three years. So wow. it hasn't, honestly, for cosplayers, that isn't that long, um, but I feel like I've been doing it for, like, majority of my life, <laughs> even <laughs> though it hasn't actually <laughs> been that long. Super cool. It does. It kind of takes up. Yeah. You know, it becomes a new part of your life. Yeah, we feel like, like we've been doing anime magic for a decade, <laughs> but it's only been a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've made so many, like, costumes since then. It just seems weird that it's only been, like, three years. But that could be long, too. I guess I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> what if you have a, Do you have a favorite costume that you've done? Um... A favorite costume that I've done, I cosplay Glimmer from She-Ra, which is a really fun cartoon. It's on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. It's a little <laughs> plug. Um, and I really like cosplaying her. I'm actually like kind of, I don't know, I don't want to sound like egotistical, but like I'm kind of, that's like what I'm known for. Um, at first, that was what I was known for. 
just because I was noticed by like Noelle Stevenson, who was the showrunner of oh, okay. the show, cool. and she retweeted cool. me, and then the Shira pages all shared me. So yeah, for a little me. bit, yeah. yeah. So for a little bit, I was known as the glimmer <laughs> the <laughs> glimmer cosplayer and like every once in a while like when i'm wearing her like people will recognize that it's like me um but other than that on tiktok i'm actually known for something completely different glimmer doesn't do as well on tiktok which is really interesting but i'm known <laughs> for a character in super dinger rompa 2 mm. um called peko peko yama that's mm. her name and she's really fun to cosplay and like those are it's interesting because those are two of my most like popular cosplays for lack of a better word but they're also my favorite ones to wear also so yeah tiktok seems to be your biggest platform right yeah um, i hit a hundred thousand followers the other oh, day wow, wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Good for you. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. it was i never thought i would get this far so <laughs> i was like wow and now you're joining so us fake, as a like special <laughs> guest as a cosplay guest yeah it's a big step for you um it was really cool what was your first cosplay the first one you ever did the first cosplay I ever did was Shizuku from Hunter Hunter. She's in the Phantom Troop. She's like a bad guy. And it was a black turtleneck and jeans and a piece of paper for like my necklace. And that's all it was. But it was so fun. And but that's I perfect though. Yeah. It seems yeah. like a lot of cosplayers come from humble beginnings and, and when you go back and look over um, you know, the work that, that people have done over even just two or three years, it it's night and day usually. Yeah, you know? that's is. cool. It's neat yeah. to see that progression. I've seen people online on Facebook and Instagram and stuff posting, you know, I guess what you'd call like a glow up or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I'm the old guy over here. What what is a glow up? You know, but no, it's um, you know, I see they post you know ten years ago when they started cosplaying, and and then they would post you know like a redo of the costume or even just what they've been doing yeah. recently, and you'll see you know just how much people's skills change over time. It's amazing. I'm almost like jealous. Like I wish <laughs> I cosplayed like ten years ago, so I could have like a like cringy right. middle school cosplay <laughs> yeah. picture and be like, "Look at my progress." But I don't have that, so I'm like jealous of those cosplayers. Give it another five, six years, and you'll have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is, what what is one thing that you would say to somebody that's just getting into cosplay? I think for me, the most important thing is to have fun and just cosplay what you want and do what you like i feel like a lot of people sometimes get wrapped up in like followers or like what will do well or like what's like a big huge thing it can construct but like i don't know i think cosplay is supposed to be fun like just do what you want i guess oh yes Yeah, and I get that a lot. Like, with Glimmer, like, I get a lot of praise for just, like, looking like her, which is, like, obviously something I can't control, which is, it's, like, nice. and like, yay, I, like, look <laughs> like her, physically look like her. But I actually like it a lot more when people um, compliment my other cosplays where I don't look like the character at all, especially Peko, because she's, like, pale white and six feet tall and i look <laughs> nothing like her i look nothing like her but then uh, people will come up to me and they'll be like oh my gosh you're so canon you look just like her and i feel mm -hmm. like that's like just being able to embody her and i feel like that's like the biggest compliment i don't know yeah, I yeah like definitely you know you do make cosplaying look so easy <laughs> is there what what is the hardest part of cosplaying for you for me i guess that's I am horrible with wigs. I don't know how to do them <laughs> to be like 
frank i literally don't know how to do them and i have just gotten into sewing um i think a lot of times i'm not sure like i don't construct a lot of my own things like i have a lot of friends that help me um for my peco cosplay i did make most of it and my labrava cosplay i've just started like within this past year i've started like constructing my own things but like taking ownership of things that you don't construct sometimes mm -hmm. i feel like there's like a lot of judgment in the cosplay community of when you don't make it like mm -hmm. are you like a cosplayer like you're not even making anything but i guess i don't really care because i just have fun anyways <laughs> i think that shows you know i think yeah. you really are embodying what cosplay really is which is the fun it's the community and it's you know kind of just yeah. doing what you want to do with your friends which is really really neat. yeah exactly yeah. i mean I, I think that really shines through are there any cosplays. particular cosplays that you've done that you found to be um, more challenging than others to put together? Yes, there is a character in My Hero Academia called the Brava. She's going to be in the anime this season. I don't know what episode, but I'm really excited. I started cosplaying her when she was just in the manga, so nobody knew what I was. Like I would <laughs> go to the My Hero Academia meetups and people would be like, looking at like side eyeing me like who <laughs> am i spoilers yeah. <laughs> yeah and someone uh, came up to me at a my hero academia meetup and they were like are you in trapta from shira and i was like <laughs> no <laughs> like it's like the completely wrong color scheme and i'm like oh my gosh but i guess that was pretty hard to put together just because there weren't that many people that had done it so i couldn't like reference like other people's like patterns or like how they did their wig or anything like that so i kind of just had to like make it up and just go with it like for the pants i just like traced out some old pajama pants and i was like this kind of <laughs> looks like it this is probably fine it ended up looking like really good so i was excited about that and then for the wig i just like literally hot glued like wig webs onto foam and put it together with like screws and just stared at it for like <laughs> a really long time and i was like does this look like it and i'm like yes it, it looks good and then i put it on and the people that did recognize it though like they're really excited like and i think that's when you cosplay a character that's like less known i feel like people tend to get like really excited about it i mean you'll get like one person but like that one person like feels like the best thing ever mm. like Yes. Yeah, so you know what? I have a theory about it. I, you, you see that whenever whenever a particular show blows up or a mm -hmm. particular character blows up, understandably so, it seems like there just becomes a wall of people cosplaying that one like super popular character yeah. from the show, right? Which is totally cool because you get to see all the different variations mm -hmm. and sort of like little nuances between costumes. But I feel like the people who who really want to see cosplayers and really want to engage cosplayers always really appreciate it like the when there's that breath of fresh air that's a little different than the thing that they're used to seeing a lot of times you yeah know what I mean? so that's cool and i totally s like i totally see that like i don't cosplay main characters a lot honestly um and i don't know i feel more fulfilled when people like know what strange <laughs> thing <laughs> that i am right. yeah i I look for those cosplayers too. Like one of my favorite uh, characters is Aoyama from My Hero Academia. Nobody cosplays him. Like maybe like one person every convention I'll see, but like I will like go up to them and be like, can I please like have a photo with you and like worship the ground you walk on? <laughs> <laughs> I just tend to relate to the side characters more than the protagonist and that just usually ends up like that. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really care about like being noticed and it just kind of happens like as a side effect usually. <laughs> that has been my whole cosplay life. It's like I didn't know this would happen to me, but yay, like when I 
cosplayed Glimmer, like I didn't, I really didn't think I looked like her. Or like I don't know, I just liked her. She's mm. just spunky and irritating, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little irritating too. <laughs> like I, <laughs> like it's like people are irritated with her, and I'm like, oh no, I empathize with that. And then so I decided to be her, and then everything sort of like happened, and I was like, maybe I am cool. <laughs> like. So for those of you listening, obviously you cannot see us talking in this room, um, but Marm actually came out to this podcast interview in cosplay. Um, so I did. she looks amazing. And, you know, one of the things that seems to go into cosplay that I've noticed uh, in recent years is, is a lot of um, makeup skills. So would you be able to tell us a little bit about how you developed your specific style of makeup skill? Um, so... I actually don't follow, like, cosplay makeup tutorials. I follow a lot of, like, drag queens and just, okay. like, general, like, makeup gurus. And it mostly is because a lot of cosplayers don't have, like, similar faces to me. So I'm unable to, like, follow, like, their yeah. tutorials. Just because, like, we have different skin tones. I have, like, hooded eyes. So I have never been able to, like, I don't know, like, be able to, like, follow those tutorials. So I just, like, come up with a way of doing it myself, taking bits and parts of other people's tutorials and just kind of seeing, like, what works for me. And it's just, like, trial and error at this point. All of my makeup always looks different every single time I do it, just, like, yeah. slightly. And then eventually I get to a point where I'm, like, I really like how this looks, and then I'll just, like, keep replicating that every time I do that character. Very cool. What are some of the most essential things to have with you when cosplaying at a convention? To have with me? Um, I always carry chapstick because my lips get very dry. And I always have my camera on me and a portable charger. <laughs> John just took out his chapstick yeah. from his I, pocket. I, yeah. I keep chapstick in my pocket at home, in my pajama yeah. pants pocket. Is it medicated? No. I, I like boring, medicated Just boring chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the best things you've learned about yourself since you started cosplaying? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I can't take credit for that question. Um, yes. I think since I've started cosplaying, I just like learned to just like what I like and not really care what people think. Especially in high school, I didn't really tell people that I like liked anime. Like it wasn't a secret, but like I just wouldn't like. Maybe it was a secret then. You were <laughs> hiding your power level. Like, I would never be like, okay, I'm going to go hide in the corner and, like, watch anime. I just, like, would never tell anybody because it never got, like, brought up. But now I'm, I, like, know, like, if there's something that I like, there is somebody else out there that likes it. And if it's not, like, in the physical world, I'm sure I can find somebody on the internet that will talk to me about <laughs> this for an hour. And I think that's something I failed to realize before I started cosplaying. Like, I was just like, oh, maybe I should, like, like something else so that I can find a friend <laughs> as sad as that sounds I guess but now I know like I can just like whatever I want I think that's really cool especially because in this day and age with um with industries such as cosplaying it's mm -hmm. it, it is a lot like I think people do think a lot about followers and pleasing others yeah so I think it's really it's a really cool outlook that you have in terms of just it's not about that. It's still, you know, like you s you still are um, doing this for you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not, like, a bad thing, I don't think, to think about followers and, like, want that. But I think when it becomes, like, your driving force for cosplaying, it's just, like, manifests and 
like what am i trying to say here like when it becomes your driving force for cosplay it just like makes you upset like you're setting yourself up to be upset because like then what are you doing it for at least that's how i see it (laughs) yeah that's a super positive way to look at it is there anything that you have experienced during your time cosplaying at conventions or online or anything like that that you that you disliked about you know the community or cosplaying that you'd like to see change well Sometimes when you're in cosplay, people think they can just, like, do whatever they want to you. Or they think, like, you're the character, so, like, there's no more, like, boundaries. It I personally haven't had, like, that much of a problem, but, like, I've had friends that have had problems. And also, like, with photographers, it can get a little bit, like, <laughs> there's always some photography scandal happening. I recently... I never thought that I would have, like, a problem like that until recently. Um, I worked with a photographer a few months ago, and then he came out to be a pedophile. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Oh and it was, yeah, yeah and it was, I was, like, w- terrified. I was, I got a bunch of DMs being, like, are you okay? Like, I, we're just concerned yeah. about you. And I'm, like, what's going, I'm, like, what's going on? They're, like, oh, this photographer you worked with is, like, scary and i was like (laughs) i don't actually work with that many photographers i only work with like one and he's a close friend of mine um but because of that i don't know maybe i have trust issues but it's just like to be safe and it sucks that you can't feel safe sometimes when you're in cosplay because you're just supposed to be having fun yeah Yeah. we've heard yeah plenty of those stories yeah (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately yeah um so as of the time of the recording it's only february 2nd so we're still pretty far away from the event obviously and uh some cosplayers uh like to kind of keep it quiet do you do you have can you give anybody any insight into what your lineup might be for the weekend um i will be i will definitely be cosplaying from dengarompa i don't know what but i (laughs) definitely will be uh i just love dengarompa and as for everything else, I'm not exactly sure. I would like to bring a Shira cosplay. I'm so like, w- I get into like one fandom, and then I have to cosplay like everything <laughs> from that <laughs> fandom before moving on. So to systematically a process yeah. of elimination. I did that with Hunter Hunter. I was like, I am Shizuku, and now I am Gon, and now I'm gonna do these other characters until I've like <laughs> exhausted <laughs> it, and I'm like, I'm kind of tired, and then I'll like move on to the next. Very cool. So hope maybe in these months i'll get into like some other fandom but i there's so many characters in dengarompa so we'll see (laughs) (laughs) well we're super excited i can't wait to see what yeah you come out with so you can find me on tiktok at marmg i'm also on instagram at neamerican it might be Marmji in the next few weeks. We'll see if Instagram lets me. But um, I'm also on Instagram as Neamerican. American. I'm on Facebook, Marmji Cosplays. I'm on Twitter as Neamerican. American. And those are like the basic platforms you can find me on. So, Marm, you actually were an attendee at Anime Magic in our first year in 2019. Yes. Um, would you mind telling us and our audience a little bit about your experience? Sure. Um, I did attend last year, the inaugural year of Anime Magic. And I had so much fun. Like, I didn't have as many expectations because it was a first-year con, but, like, everything was there that was, like, at a c- that you would expect at a convention. Like, I went in the ball pit. <laughs> Yay, ball pit. <laughs> I have pictures in the ball pit. I haven't posted them yet, but 
I should post them. Um, I have pictures in the ball pit. I did karaoke. I went to panels. It was a lot of fun. And the artists were really great. I bought a bunch of stuff. And I just, like, I just loved Anime Magic last year. So it was, like, such an honor to be asked to be a guest this year. Um, just because I keep plugging it <laughs> to my followers anyways. So it's, like, wow, like, you should go. And now I'm going to be a guest. So that's very exciting. And I don't know. It's just, like, a breath of fresh air. I've been looking for a convention in Illinois to go through go to during the summer um there wasn't really one that like i wanted to go to but like this one is like my staple summer con now (laughs) (laughs) we're just as honored to have you participating as a as as you were to attend last year yeah it's awesome marm thank you so much for coming out and joining us on this episode tonight yes of course thank you so much for having me i'm super excited for august really excited to be a guest at anime magic you can meet Marm at Anime Magic August 28th to 30th, 2020 at the Hyatt Regency in Schaumburg. And for those of you who may not have seen it yet, we posted a video interview with Marm on all of our social media channels, so make sure you go check that out. Since we have Carl here with us filming the video with Marm, we thought we'd take this opportunity to move into our next segment, Multimedia. So Carl, what are we doing this year? Well, we got a lot of feedback from our first year as uh, pertains to our photography. One of the main concerns was our photo area was really difficult to find. So we're going to make sure to put that in a much more prominent location to where you basically are going to run over it if you're not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carl, I know one of the other things we're working on uh, improving this year is our studio. Tell us a little bit about that. Our studio last year was not only in a location that was very difficult for our attendees to find, but it also didn't really allow for cosplayers with large props. As you know, anime has big swords. Everyone's got all those, you know, mecha suits and everything. And our backdrop was just a little too small. So we're going to make sure to have a larger backdrop to incorporate all those big props. Definitely. And I know, um, you know, along with the studio last year, we were offering some packages, you know, for professional photo shoots. And, you know, not to say that we, you know, we felt pretty proud of what we do in the first, what we did in the first year um, all around at the convention, but we're always striving to improve, right? So, you know, what kind of improvements are you working on this year for, um, you know, paid packages for photo shoots? How are we going to make that better? And, you know, how are people getting their money's worth? The, the paid packages is very difficult because you don't want to overcharge so that nobody will take advantage of it, but you also want to make sure that everybody gets a really high value for those paid photo shoots. So what we're going to be planning is one-on-one sessions where the photographer and the cosplayer can work together to determine the kind of photographs that the cosplayer wants, particular poses, or they want you know, like a moody lighting setting, and we can accommodate that. Another um, advantage we have here at this uh, convention location is we do have some outdoor locations that have a lot of really pretty outdoor sites. And so we want to encourage our photographers to take cosplayers to those special locations to get really, really great photography. Yeah. So we'll kind of have some different like package deals and stuff. Correct. That we're... Yeah, kind of working out, and obviously details for those will come later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's something we're working on, you know, bulking up this year in a bigger way. Um, so with that said, too, you know, I know we've talked about, you know, some of our pre-con event type of 
uh, photography. Um, do you want to elaborate on what your plans are this year for that? Well, we would love to do a, a meetup of photographers and cosplayers. Um, a lot of cosplayers work so hard on their costumes, and they get these pictures just in a hallway. And nobody likes the wallpaper at hotels or convention <laughs> centers. It's kind of it's yeah. really very bland. So we want to have a location where we can have photographers and cosplayers in a more scenic location, and then they can collaborate together and get some really really good pictures. Definitely, and you know there may be some fun, you know, opportunities for raffles and Correct. Uh, prizes and things of that nature at these events as well. We've um, even thrown around the idea of doing kind of like a voting on our social media as to who took the best picture or had the best costume at the meetups. Definitely. Um, you know, if any of this sounds interesting to you guys out there too, feel free to comment and let us know, you know, what you would like to see at these events. And, you know, I'm sure Carl can take some of those ideas and run with them. I will run as far and as fast as I can with that. <laughs> All right, Carl, so you've kind of elaborated for us on how you're going to improve the multimedia section of Anime Magic this year. Um, let's get to know you a little bit better uh, on a personal level. So how about we start out with something that we, you know, try to talk about with everybody. What was your favorite memory at Anime Magic 2019? My favorite memory for Anime Magic? I would have to say that it was uh, Thursday uh, before the convention even started. Uh, we were in the photo room kind of getting everything kind of situated. And I had a frantic Richard come up to me <laughs> and, yes, you did. Uh, yeah, and, and basically say, hey, Carl, I know that we just have you taking pictures this weekend, but I'm wondering if you could do more? And that <laughs> turned out to be basically running the photography department for the convention. In fact, I think it was the second time you and I had ever met. It was, yeah. The yeah. first time was the interview, correct? And the yeah. But I just, you know, something about <laughs> it. Just I said, you know, Carl's the guy for this, and I, I just, I just said, you know what? We're just gonna throw the chips down and see where they land. And we bet on Carl, and it worked out because he, you know, he is phenomenal. When you're working on an event like this, um, it, it's, uh, most of us have a, uh, you know, spent the last year and a half building the event before we got there. Carl did not have the fortune of spending that time with us no, building he did the not. event, and. You know, sometimes when you get pushed into a position where you have to kind of work on the fly with somebody, does not always there's the chemistry is not always great. Right. But we were lucky enough with Carl that we not only not only did he do a great job for the weekend, kind of um, course correcting some some like Richard said scheduling related things that made it kind of difficult to operate that room properly. But we all got along with him famously, you know, which is yes. part of the reason Aww. he's here now. You're going to make me all teary. <laughs> you swell guy, you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carl really did a phenomenal job. And um, I think it was it's just a testament to, um, you know, like we really, we saw that. I mean, I was one of the people that was um, in the interview with Carl. And <laughs> if you recall, and Carl had no idea that he was going to be like a three-on-one interview that day. Yeah. Um, it, that was a surprise as well. So he was just... His, his entire experience, right? <laughs> At the That's moment, the his entire experience with anime magic was just us kind of just springing these crazy um, surprises on him. And he, he was able to handle everything with grace and um, really was able to pull everything off in very a professional. Yeah, in a yeah. way that um, worked out fantastically. And like so. John said, you know, you really have to just take a moment 
you know, like take a moment of silence to appreciate the scope of what he took on. I came up to him at the minute, the last minute, on a Friday of a weekend that uh, had already started on a convention. Well, it, was <laughs> it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Okay. You, you, you missed a whole day, day the there. I came up to you on Thursday night, you know, uh, of a convention that had already started that you'd already been helping put together that day. Um, you had a year and a half worth of planning that you came into in, in management and scheduling and you actually managed a team of people that I threw at you. So it wasn't just, you know, come in here and take some photos. You know, you, you ended up just doing the entire thing that weekend, which I'll, I'll have amazing. to give all credit to the chaos that I had to manage at Walt Disney World because dealing <laughs> with tiny children is nothing I'm compared sure to anime, worse, yeah. anime fans. <laughs> so, Carl, what, uh, what are some of your favorite anime? That's, that's such a hard question. I would, I would have to say that I don't have a favorite anime, but I have a favorite era of anime. And that's the, well, it came to the United States like early 90s. So like your Sailor Moons, your Galaxy Express 3.9, your uh, Cyborg 007, 007 or 009, 009. And uh, basically anything in that art style. Yeah, I find that to be relatable. Whenever we have, we yeah. did a couple of like pre-convention events last year, and we have, you know, a lot of the, the people that we're attending like to ask us on the board what our favorites were, and I have like almost everything I like is really from that that a same era. So as relatable. long as it's over the top, as over the top as you possibly <laughs> can be. If it's anything like real life, it's not worth my time. Well, Carl, thanks so much for coming out, and thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, it was a pleasure. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you. You know, to give you feedback, have any comments, complaints, concerns, suggestions, where can they do that? You can reach me at multimedia at animemagic.org. So to wrap up episode three, we have some announcements for you guys. We're going to have a roadshow table at Anime Milwaukee from February 14th to 16th, which includes roadshow-only badge pricing, merchandise, and some fun prizes and games. So if you're at Anime Milwaukee, make sure you stop by and say hey. Also, keep an eye out on our social media for pre-con announcements coming up soon more special guest announcements, and much, much more. And as always, we are Anime Magic! Anime Magic.